Welcome to the MCU In Review Podcast. We review the MCU old and new. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MCU In Review. That is one word, ladies and gentlemen, MCUI In Review. Give us a like, comment, and let us know what you think of the show. You can also reach out to us on our Facebook group, MCU In Review. We do live broadcasts from time to time, so check us out over there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm letting this breathe for a moment, because why not? And I'm getting a weird look from Clinton. <laughs> and I'm joined by Clinton Emmy. How are you guys? Woohoo! I am feeling doggone great. Um, I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm coming back from another dimension. Just oh. come back from vacation. Oh, nice. Very good. Very good, sir. Man. This that speaking of another dimension, this was this was a very interesting, very good segue. What good segue? <laughs> this movie, did, it, uh, Doctor Strange. I, 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 it's just weird. Like I don't know how much I don't. Ha- this is not one of those that I replay a lot. Doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It's just not one that I continue to, you know, play, 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 play. But I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by it all over again. Mm-hmm. So, um, really, I think this movie. Did it come out in 2016, Emmy? I'm pretty sure it came out yes. in 2016. All right, good. So let's get everyone's roundtable thoughts. I'll start with myself because I usually am not the first one, so why not me? Uh, 2016 and 2020 thoughts on Doctor Strange. Uh, 2016, um, really, really pumped for this movie because what it meant for Marvel at this point. Um, I thought we'd seen the grounded Marvel movie. We've seen the cosmic space story. And now we're starting to get into the mystic arts and the wizardry and like the, you know, the fantastical element of the Marvel cinematic universe. So really, really pumped to go see this movie. And I walked out of this, the theater really, really enjoying it. No, by no means is it a top five movie. Oh my gosh, this is the best movie I've ever seen. But I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was a wonderful casting choice. I thought uh, the movie was really, really good. And um, I do think sometimes it suffers a little bit from generic villain syndrome when it comes to Kaecilius. Um, So that kind of drug it down just a little bit for me. However, I still think visually is the most one of, I, I guess I should say, I don't know if it's Beautiful is the right word, but just captivating. It is easily the most captivating Marvel movie. It felt like Inception and Marvel Studios had a baby. And trippy. Trippy. Very trippy. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, and rewatching it again, had the same feelings all over again. Benedict Cumberbatch was absolutely wonderful. I, I thought the visuals still held up. I, I'm just... I was really, really pumped. I enjoyed it very much. So, yeah, good, good, solid, awesome movie. Uh, yeah, and it was really just a pleasure to watch it all over again. So, Emmy, we'll we'll go to you next. What was your thoughts in 2016 and current about Doctor Strange? All right. So, honestly, it's pretty much the same. I was super confused, but I absolutely loved it. <laughs> like, it doesn't completely make sense. It's crazy, weird, and confusing, but just I love it. Um, my favorite character then and now was always Capey. And can we call him that? The Cape is wonderful. It's like Dummy from Iron Man. Um, I love Benadryl Cucumber Patch. The casting was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I loved Sherlock. Cucumber. I loved seeing him in the MCU. Why are you guys laughing? You said Cucumber Patch. 
You know who I'm talking about? Yes, but still, you (laughs) caught us off guard and you're asking us why we're laughing. (laughs) Um, I thought this was another standalone, kind of like I going into Guardians, how I thought Guardians was going to be a standalone, um, even though they referenced the Avengers in it. But I mean, it's, it's, it's good. And I'm watching it today. I was wondering why it's not one that I watch more often because I really do enjoy it. Agreed. Clinton, uh, the man of the hour with all the jokes and ready to go with so much energy. Oh yeah. (laughs) Clinton, what was your thoughts on, uh, Dr. Strange then and now? I was super excited about it for the same reason you were. You pretty much stole the words out of my mouth back in 2016. It was exciting because it was a whole different realm for Marvel. And I was interested to see how they were going to bring it to screen from comics. Because it gets pretty weird in comics. Right. Pretty strange. (laughs) I had the volume down. I had the volume down. I hit it in time, but I had the volume down. I'm sorry. Uh, no, was, but it was good. Uh, I I really liked it back then, and it still is. It held up again. Like it's just like you guys. I it's not one I revisit constantly, but anything that man's in, he does well, and he really brought this character to life. And I think what Scott Scott Derrickson did with this did very well. I th- and it was funny. I think um, Doctor Strange. A lot of fan casting. A lot of like people that wanted like Dr. Strange, they were wanting Benedict Cumberbatch to play him. Like that was, Mm -hmm. I remember before this movie even was a thought people were talking about Benedict Cumberbatch as that character. So yeah, it was a lot of dreams come true to see cucumber take the, I think someone else, they wanted someone else. And no, he said no initially because he was doing Hamlet and they pushed back production. And so he was able to do it, but their second choice was Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm really glad that they went with Buttercup Cumber Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be the whole review? Please, if it is, I'm going to enjoy this episode so much. I usually like I have my- no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I usually like, <laughs> I usually like Matt. Is it Matt Mickelson? Mads. His first name is Mads. I can never remember that. I always say Matt. But Mads Mickelson, I just think this role didn't suit him. It felt weird to me. And it might not have been him. It might have just been the character. I think it was the character in the writing. I don't think they did it justice, in my opinion. He looked too much to me like Liam Neeson in Batman Begins. And I... I can kind of see that. Yeah, like that just... Those characters seem parallel to me. Yeah, I never would have thought of it. But yeah, no, sorry. Um, and then I know yeah, I didn't. the TV show Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Same. That's Hannibal right. and like that's what I, know I can't get that out of my head. Like he he looks too. I never ex- for that part. I never expected them to cast him as Khaleesi. Mm. <laughs> Guys, you gotta keep me on my toes this entire time. I believe. What do you? No, what? no. I don't. I don't think I get that because I can't ever remember the uh, bad guy's name. Is it Khaleesi? Cool. <laughs> Yes, it, it is. It is. Okay. Yes, that's exactly his name. <laughs> All right. So, um, we'll kind of just give a brief overview of the entire movie. Um, you know, Doctor Strange really is a psychedelic Marvel Studios movie surrounding Doctor Stephen Strange. He's a confident. Fingers broken. Need wizard power. There you go. Bad guy in the sky. That's it. Thanks, Clinton. We're yeah. done. That's. It. <laughs> Thank you for listening to MCU Review. See you later, guys. 
Oh, darn it. I'm on the wrong soundboard. <laughs> I can't get, you know, I, I'm, I'm not taking a week off anymore. Sorry. Um, so yeah, a confident self-centered neurosurgeon whose life is surrounded by his work, you know, saving lives under pressure is a big part of that. And through a terrible car crash, we see Steven's life and his identity kind of change in a matter of moments. A man known for steady hands, they begin shaking uncontrollably, and thus he really loses not only his ability to be a surgeon, but almost his identity. I don't know, if, you know, like a lot of people wrap their self to what they do, their occupation, and I really feel like, you know, he spent his entire life studying and trying to be, doctor, <laughs> you know, this amazing doctor, and he was, and losing that was a, losing a big chunk of himself. So, desperate to reclaim a life he once knew, he seeks answers from someone who did the unthinkable and reclaimed his life after being paralyzed. And it leads him through a journey through Kathmandu. If anyone knows that Bob Seger song, it is wonderful. Uh, for Carmitage, that is really hard for me to say for some reason. When he arrives, Doctor Strange, as well as the audience, is told one simple truth. Forget everything you think you know. You're taken through the power of one's mind and moving beyond the physical world that inhabits us. We learn of the Ancient One as she teaches Strange to see the world beyond a small keyhole, broadening his mind and also broadening his scope of what true threats face the world. Doctor Strange is faced with not only Kaecilius, but also the looming threat of a world ruled, <laughs> world ruled that was hard for me to say, by Dormammu. <laughs> Uh, through his training, studying, Strange loses self once and gains perspective of the greater good. Through mind-bending visuals and a wonderful final act where Strange comes to bargain, we really see the Sorcerer Supreme. There's a lot of tongue twisters here. Uh, we see the Sorcerer <laughs> Supreme and the Master of the Mystic Arts take center stage and broaden the world of Marvel Studios even more so than before. Strange saves the world from eternal darkness and with that keeps a watchful eye of beings and individuals who may be a threat to our world. So it, it was really just, I don't know. I really enjoyed the, the whole seeing Dr. Strange go from a man who had all the confidence in the world to losing it all, to getting it all back by the end of it, especially the, the post-credit scene with Thor. Just, I thought that banter alone between those two, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm excited. I was ready for immediately to see Dr. Strange in a bigger universe more than just his movie, mm -hmm. just from that interaction with Thor. So it was just a really cool, uh, you know, at the peak, lose it all and then regain it all, but in a completely different way. So yeah, really, really just he, powerful stuff. He, he had a huge character arc for mm -hmm. sure, because it wasn't just like there was the physical, physical side of it. Like he lost what, you know, his profession because of his hands, but then he has to learn how to use his hands to do the, the, the magic magic. Yeah. That's the word. Woo. Can remember Khaleesi, but I can't remember magic. It's Kaecilius. <laughs> it's Khaleesi. Khaleesi. That's it. Thank you, Brandon. You're, Khaleesi. You're very my, welcome. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Not Ka, Khaleesi. Uh, um, but also his character, he wasn't just like confident. He was cocky and arrogant and demeaning to, to other people. Um, he only chose jobs that he wanted to do. Like he was, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see that where he's in the car and you hear like there's a soldier who's lost all. And I think they're talking about War Machine at that time. We thought, nope, Scott Derrickson confirmed it was not War Machine. Really? But it was probably one of the ones from Iron Man 2 when they're showing yes. the, the test pilots. But yeah, it's he says he's 35 and 
Colonel oh. Rhodes is obviously older than 35. Yeah, Colonel Rhodes is rude. Like, Colonel Rhodes is at least like 37 <laughs> or 38. I agree. No, and it was, it's just, no, I, I just remember like he was like, no, no. And then he's like, oh, that could be, you know, like stuff that will give garner him attention, that will garner him fame. You know, it was a very like who I'm going to choose is going to be purposeful for my line of work, more resume building than more to show me off not about saving lives and he even says that he's not going to do one because uh, she's old no but to break his perfect record the old lady yeah the second one's like an old patient that he don't want to work on and he even when he goes and he's like you know he immediately is like seeking answers to how he can get his life back he goes and sees a patient that he turned down like he even said you wouldn't even you know, I would, I didn't even get past your receptionist or something like that. I don't have it word for word, but you know, he's like, you were un. um, you don't have it word for word. I know that's see, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get more relaxed with my notes too. Uh, but it was just, it was just really like you even see, you turned me down, man, you know, and the answers you seek are through here. So I don't know. I just thought that was very interesting. I, before I forget the working title for this film was checkmate which I liked because I, I feel like in my head that was a nod to Bannister Crumble Bench's other role as Sherlock. <laughs> um, it got 10% with critics on Rotten Tomatoes and an 86% <laughs> with audiences. But you guys need to learn to control yourself. <laughs> I know I'm funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's every time. It's I'm, it's left field. I'm not ready. Okay. What were the scores again? Sorry. Yeah. I was sorry. Distracted. I was <laughs> laughing I so hard. I, I was laughing so hard. Not I didn't either. hear anything after you said said his name. I'm sorry. Eighty nine percent for critics and eighty six percent for um, audiences. Wow. Eighty nine percent for critics. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that high. That's really good. I thought it was higher. Really? I thought it was like... That's, yeah, I thought it was higher, too. I thought this it, is one that I really enjoy, and a lot of my friends really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was... I thought, honestly, it was mid-80s, uh, but 89, that is wonderful. And we got to talk about one thing, though. It, it, this is the one thing I take away more than anything in this entire movie. Oh, my God, the visuals. They are the most stunning. Mm-hmm. Like, that is... They didn't win an Oscar for visual effects, I think it's highway robbery that they didn't. I, I, I think this was one of the most like kaleidoscopes. You see buildings falling upon buildings. You see mm-hmm. whole worlds turned upside down. Yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, from the very opening scene, you see that. You see it when the Ancient One is fighting Kaecilius later on. You see it when he's come to bargain with Dor- Dormammu and these beautiful colors show up. Just, I mean, start to that- finish this movie visually is stunning. Absolutely stunning. Dormammu, the scene with him at the end is straight ripped from the pages of the comics. Mm-hmm. Like the big nice. round balls with mm-hmm. the strings attached. Like that's from the comics. That's really cool. And what I was really impressed with when I was watching that Dormammu scene and, you know, I've come to bargain and just how smart of a final scene that is, you know, where it's not just like a, all right, I've come to bargain. What do you want? Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. See ya. It was like replaying over and over and over. And I just thought they, it was really, really well done. It was an interesting take. Dormammu should have said, bitch, this ain't save a lot. I agree. I, I, I've come to bargain. Yeah, no, I got you. Did you know, did you know that Dr. (laughs) Or, um, 
Benedine Cumberbitch. <laughs> <laughs> he voiced Dormammu as well. Oh, he did. I did not know that. Because mm-hmm. I knew he uh, voiced uh, Sauron. Or no, 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 not Sauron. What? What? No. What's the? Uh, yeah, the Smaug. Smaug the dragon. Smaug. Yeah. Smaug. Yeah. Yes. Smaug. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Everyone's like Sauron. You he, idiot. No. No. He no. voiced. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Old scary spaceman. Dormammu. Hey. Yes. He reminded me of Galactus. Which I am aware of who Galactus is because I once went to Denver Comic Con and there was a guy dressed up as Galactus um, in stilts who walked us to get an Uber to make sure that my friend and I were going to be okay. Which what? was very nice of him. That's very was. nice. Of, uh, Galactus rarely saves the day, so that is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. I think I, I was surprised they brought him into this movie because he's such a bigger presence in the comic book yeah he almost felt shoehorned at the, you know he was a presence don't get me wrong but almost shoehorned at the end but i liked yeah, it yeah but i did i did too yeah and they didn't leave it like he didn't kill him he just made him leave the planet so he's still out there i was gonna say do you think that's gonna pay off in the second movie nightmare i think is gonna be in the second correct or at least that's what's rumored i thought is it there's so many rumors for the second one because we're gonna exp- and I did we're gonna explore the folks. I did not realize they said multiverse so much in this freaking so movie. Much. I did not remember that. I didn't nope. either, and I was actually shocked. I was like, man, they're really setting this up. Like I I didn't remember it one time, honestly, not even one time. And then rewatching this movie, I was stunned when I heard it more than once. So yeah, let's talk casting. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, who played Doctor Strange, Jimmy? Uh, Bumble Sniff. <laughs> no, sorry, I messed that up. Bumble Sniff, Crimpy, Crimpy Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> do you think we've we've already said that was a good casting choice, right? Yeah, oh, Bumble, yeah, Bumble Sniff. Bumble Sniff was rumored for a while, and I really think a lot of people thought, "Oh my gosh, that he would be part." And when, it's so silly, but when he shaved that, like that that scene where he shaves and then he comes out and he's got his hair slicked back and he went used just for men. And you know, he's got a little bit darker hair and he just, I don't know. Like I was like, there he is. And then the cowl, uh, it was, it was wonderful. So I didn't say one cow in this movie. I did not say one cow. (laughs) It's a cape. It's not a cape. Yes, it is. No, it's not. What is it? It's a cape. No, it's not. It's It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a cowl. A cow there, like a, there was no cows cow. in this movie. I didn't see one pasture or cow or horse uh, or anything. Okay. Okay. Did we watch the same movie? Yeah, we did. It's the cloak of levitation. I'm sorry. Okay. God. I'm right. But you guys can say bumble sniff no, and everything's it's good. A, it, it's not a cape either, then, Emmy. You okay, lose I and you and I lose. It's a bathrobe. We both lose. But it's like Civil War all over again. Bumble sniffs. Nobody wins. Bumble sniffs cow or Benedict's cloak. Either way, it's all the same thing. Did you know that? Um, oh, never mind. Let's. I want to talk about casting for a minute. Let's keep. Going. What about the ancient one? What do y'all think of that? I know. One hundred percent love. Tilda Swinton killed it in this movie. I yeah, love. she did it. She did bite the bullet at the end. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that they because in the comics, from what I read, it's a man. And I love that they took it to a female, even though the reason that they didn't want it to be a male was because they didn't want to look racially insensitive because Mm -hmm. the drawings were based on Buddhist monks. And so, I mean, 
I loved it. I thought that was a great choice. Uh, I remember there were a lot of people pissed about it. I was going to say there were also a lot of people excited. It was a little Mm -hmm. whitewashing controversy came back for it. Um, I remember reading about that, but there was Tilda Swinson. uh, That's her name, please. Right. Tilda uh, Swinton. 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 I'm going to correct you when you say everybody's name wrong. Hold on. (laughs) Samsonite. I was way off. Knew it started with an S though, but Tilda Samsonite. I thought she was a one wonderful casting choice like there was a couple lines i i wrote down because i just loved her delivery of them but you cannot beat a river into submission you have to, to you have to surrender to its current use its power as your own that hit me really hard and then he said so, so surrender to not surrender or something like that exactly that. exactly that doesn't make any sense yeah no and i just i really 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 enjoyed i don't know i just enjoyed everything that she said, like where she says, we don't get to choose our time. Death is what gives life meaning to know your days are numbered. Your time is short. You think after all this time I would be ready, but look at me stretching one moment out into a thousand, just so I can watch the snow, just uh, her soft delivery as she lets go of his hand and she passes. I mean, to me, Tilda killed it and just her delivery. Yeah. I loved, I know there was some backlash, but I honestly thought she played the ancient one wonderfully. So yeah, the, I I like the, the quote you brought up and she brings up time and talks about, you know, that the earth is the one place where death is infinite and, or finite. And they end up using time against Dormammu. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He, she's trying to make him shift his thinking that, you know, time is not our enemy. It's going to help us. Mm-hmm. And there's so many references to time all the way through this movie. Yeah. Time because, after time. Yeah. Cindy Lauper also saves the day. I remember. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Lying in my bed. <laughs> you know, when I hear that song, I think of Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion every time. I still haven't seen that movie and I need to because my best friend says that it's us. It's great. But never seen it. The time is referenced so much because it's got the time stone in it. Yes. Another infinity stone makes its way into the MCU. And is this the fifth one that we've seen at this point? We've seen mind. We've seen power. We've seen space. We've seen time. Oh gosh. Uh, and we've seen reality. So it's the fifth stone we have seen in the Marvel cinematic universe. And we don't see the soul stone until infinity war. So this was kind of one of the big last pieces of the puzzle uh, until infinity war. So I thought that was really cool. Did Are we done know? talking about casting? Sorry. No, I, we went on a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, what do you think of her? Emmy? Well, I know you clapped and yelled, but you didn't give us any words. Yeah, she I did. did. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I wasn't listening. My bad. (laughs) That's just rude. (laughs) Who's the next character we want to talk about casting? Um, I love Regina George as Christine Palmer. Uh, Yes. I love Rachel McAdams. I like Rachel McAdams too, but I thought the character was a little, you know. She ah. should have played a bigger character, I feel like, in the MCU, Um, which is funny that I say that because she was one of the first choices for... Do you guys know? Uh, Captain Marvel? No. The girl in the notebook? Black Widow? <laughs> Pepper Potts. Oh, I did not know that. Really? She turned it down. And then after all of the movies like got all this like notoriety, she was like, I want to be in an MCU movie. And so they finally cast her. And she had to play this. Ah, that kind of- she could have been in that armor in Endgame. Damn. I, I, 
Yeah, where was where like was Palmer it. in the infight? <laughs> Nowhere around. Just saying. Mm-hmm. She's, she's going to help. Probably doing gonna... brain surgery. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she's going to doctor up the survivors. Yeah, I just, I no offense, I, I think I think Rachel is a wonderful casting choice. I just didn't think it was a wonderful part. I, I thought it was a forgetful part. It felt very, yes, she was a doctor. Yes, I understand she was, but it just still felt like a very forgetful character. It didn't feel See, like, it felt like she was always kind of looming in the background. And I guess that's the whole point when you're in a movie with Doctor Strange. It just, to me, nothing special. Nothing special just, about it. I disagree because okay. I think that that's perfect that they did her this way because the romance wasn't the focus of the movie. No. And on this podcast, we bitch about that all the time. And I this don't time even, I didn't. don't even care if it's the, the romance. That's the main part of it. I just want her to be centered more, I guess somewhere in it. And she was just like, I felt like she just kind of moved the story. I guess maybe that was it. She, you, you, she you, saved the day a couple times. She, yes, like he went you, to her for help multiple times in this movie. But and she, that's, and it, that's, but he I still like. had to show her how to do the surgery. <laughs> He's like, you need to do, but this it also defined his story arc yeah. when it showed him have compassion for her later versus when he was a jerk, jerk yeah. real hard yeah. in that apartment scene. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to punch him in the freaking face. Yeah, that was she, that was the most that, punchable moment for been a been a sniff. But in Cumber that Love. scene, <laughs> but in that scene, she was the voice of reason. Like I love that 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 was part of her character was um, whenever she says something about uh, oh god. What does he say? He says something, uh, life without my work. And then she says, it's still life. Like, yes. There's other things that can give your life meaning. And yes, he's a total jerk right there. Oh, horrible. Like she. What is- do you mean? You or something like that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Like that's She just goes, this rude. is the part where you apologize. And he goes, and he just like. This without is the missing part a beat too. And he, he goes, didn't just like run away crying. But without like, missing a beat, he also responds, this is the part where you leave. I mean, he is just mm-hmm. a jerk just a whole a total jerk at this moment like really horrible really horrible but the one watch he keeps the one watch he keeps is the one that she gave him so i thought yeah. i think whether he realized it or not she was an important part in, in his life the, the entire time so and i i enjoyed that they gave that backstory to their relationship so that it didn't seem like it was forced through the movie kind fair, of like thor and jane was fair enough yeah that makes and sense. they and i like that she i like her little goofy part like she just gets scared so easily because she don't know what's going on when he shows up through portals and everything and she's like what is she don't she don't believe him and then he shows her and then every time something moves and she jumps because she's like the broom like, on or edge the about mop, everything the mop <laughs> yeah. falling or something she, that was perfect <laughs> and then she's trying to like shock him back to life and the stuff where they're fighting in the astral plane keeps moving and she's just like what the hell is going on i I, I love that and I completely get it like because I, I'm going to say that she is a badass female because she does save his ass a couple times. Um, but like I think that I am also a badass female but like I scream at the smallest stuff. The other day we were at the lake and two dragonflies landed on my shoulder and it just it scared me and I didn't know what it was and I looked at it and screamed bloody murder <laughs> because I just didn't know what it was and it just freaked me out. But like I'm a strong independent woman don't need no man. But like, also, I'm a bit of a wuss, and that's okay. That's okay. You can be both. You can be both. Yeah. Strong, independent uh, woman that screams at a lot of things. 
<laughs> Rachel McAdams character here, Christine Palmer. Yeah. Is it Christine Palmer or Christine Palmer? Christine. Cool. That's what I thought. But yeah, no, I, I thought she was, like I said, I, I guess to me it was a little bit too much just kind of in the background instead of the foreground, but I guess to serve the greater purpose of the story and your guys' points, that, that makes perfect sense to me. So Yeah, we're yeah. right. Um, I, all right. Yeah. Matt, Mads, Mads Mickelson? Yeah. Matt, Mads TV? Matt, Matt TV. Maddie. Maddie. McDonald's. Old McDonald's. Okay. Head of harm. It doesn't work on any other actor. Because, yes, like, it does. Yeah. Cl- <laughs> Clinton qu- trying to make fetch happen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Regina George. Okay. Sorry. Mads Mickelson, who plays Khaleesi. What do y'all think? It's not Khaleesi. I, I think I've already given my thoughts. Like, he just. I, uh, Forgettable. He's Hannibal to me. He He's Hannibal. Hannibal. He will always be Hannibal to yeah, me. Yeah, he was too perfect for that part for him to play any other part, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I used to think the same thing about Daniel Radcliffe and Harry Potter, though, and, like, he's shown that he can do just about anything. Can I, Did can, you ever... Can I just say real quick, Radcliffe, I want to be playing... I know there's other people that are rumored, but I want Radcliffe to play Wolverine. I think that would be wonderful. Oh. Yeah. No. Give No. Give me those sideburns. Give me that mask and just how tiny he is. Oh my gosh. Yes. Give I Give that. Think t- oh yeah. Wolverine. I want Scott Eastwood to play Wolverine. I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't hate Daniel Radcliffe because I absolutely love that man. But I, I think it would be weird. I it think it would be weird. weird it would too. be like. It would be like having Edward Cullen play Batman. I mean, it would just be crazy. Like that's never <laughs> that's gonna insane. happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it, honestly, like a lot of people think, like, why would you? I'm like, yeah, I know. That is pretty far-fetched. Like, gosh, maybe Walking Phoenix is the Joker. It'd be just weird, right? So, no, I... I, re- I just don't like Walking Phoenix. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, anyway. It, no, I just really think uh, Ratcliffe is a wonderful actor, and he, he... I want him in the MCU in some sort of fashion. If he's Wolverine, I would absolutely love that. But if he's something else, either way, I would just want to see Ratcliffe in the MCU. So, sorry, I had to go on. Did you guys ever see his movie to kill our darlings no no i have not you have to watch that movie it's got dane dehan in it too i want to love him i want to see that movie with him and paul dano um uh swiss army man i was just gonna say that that's one of the best movies i think i've ever seen it's so weird but so good that is on my like top five to watch right now so yeah i really want to watch out so yeah um what Mordo, we, Mordo. Um, I, 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 I think it's uh, it's more a, like more no. <laughs> Not on the casting choice. I think that the actor that played him was great, but I think the character was more no because he's a known adversary in the comics to Doctor Strange all the time. Oh, right. see, and I didn't know that. Yeah, yes, I was actually okay. shocked. To so see the him whole on. time I thought he was going to be turning bad, but he don't do it till after the movie, basically. And I, Wait, I agree. So you're telling me that all these movies are based off of comics? Uh, um, Emmy, we're going to have to have a talk after the podcast about your future <laughs> on MCU. No, I'm I, just kidding. I, no, I know it's, I, I kind of ruined it for me because exactly what Clinton said, like when I heard like Mordo and then like, he's on Dr. Strange's side. I'm like, okay, when does he turn? When does he turn? You're just kind of waiting the entire time. So <laughs> it's like, it's like you're just, you're, you're waiting for your mom to, to cut your emo hair. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I wish and I just showed us his hairdo. And the best way to describe it, I think, is that it was a flat shark fin on the front of his face. <laughs> now it's two shark fins. No, it's <laughs> it's just beautiful. Gosh, Clinton, can I? <laughs> 
getting so frustrated. Sorry. Anyway, um, this didn't is, wear the hat anymore. Sorry, guys. You're just gonna have to look at my hat hair. Oh, it's all good, man. Um, but no, I I just was waiting the whole time for it to turn, so it almost just kind of you know it wasn't like a <gasps> you know maybe for general audience, but but for a lot of us nerds, we were like, okay, finally here it is. So. Well, then, in that and case, it, I'm glad I didn't read the comics. And why couldn't he understand why she was pulling from the dark arts? Like, right. They, she, they kind of explain that. They say that his he's he's too, when they're doing that um, right before she dies, he's, oh, she yeah, says, when like, she's he's ta- too rigid. Stiff. And too, yeah, he's too yeah. rigid. But they would, but they would be a good balance to each other, right? Like where you know his strength would help Doctor Strange. You know his. I I agree. I still felt it was a lot, a way too rigid. Like you know, like you break natural law. I can't forgive you. And it's like, yeah. Do you realize you guys just saved the entire universe by breaking natural law? Like, what would have come if it's almost like the Civil War story of like you know? I knew you were going to. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> it, it's it, it's the the whole point is missed because you're stuck on one i don't know it just it, i i it made sense i guess but still thinking about it, i was like come on guy i think it mostly for him was betrayal he felt betrayed yeah like he'd been lied to did you notice you know how it shows her with the symbol on her head when she's yes. fighting there at the end right at the uh-huh. end yeah did you notice at the very beginning when she's fighting them and pulling from the arts her, she's got a hood yep. over her head so you can't oh! see that symbol yes oh, i did uh, yeah Good point. I thought that was really cool, like how they kind of kept that hidden, and yet it pays off later on in the movie. And just, Mm -hmm. gosh, speaking of like those scenes where they like jump on the side of buildings and they're just the I, I still can't get over those man i felt like i was looking at the world through a kaleidoscope and it was like just the most beautiful thing i'd ever seen i i don't know i still can't get over it i love it that's they based all that off of the mc escher the the guy who does like the impossible staircase yes which i absolutely love mc escher so He's wonderful i thought that was really cool yeah i think that's the um benjamin brat benjamin brat mm-hmm played Benjamin Bratt, so that was pretty cool. Wait. What? He didn't play himself. I was just I saying he was he was just a generic character. He wasn't a character that stood out at all, but he was a known actor that was in the movie. So Mm, speaking of that kind of is he going do we see him later or are we going to see him later? His character? Like at the very end with the with the post credits when he takes the powers away from him, is he a well known person in the comics? Is he who the guy Benjamin Bratt? Uh, uh-uh. no, okay. I, I think that's the last time we're going to see him. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I think that would be cool to kind of ex- see that story a little bit more, not a full movie or a full, you know, but like something to keep going with that. And uh, you know, <laughs> Benedict Wong. Oh my gosh, speaking love of him. Yes. Oh my god. I yes. love Wong. Yeah. And I usually say that and I'm not talking about this character, but like right now I'm talking about this character. We'll keep- I love Wong. Yeah. I love Wong too. 
I love Benedict Wong as well, everybody. And I thought he was a wonderful character. I thought he was just the perfect amount of dry. Uh, I, yes. I, I thought he, he was like, he was funny without trying. Like a lot of his scenes where he wasn't laughing made me laugh. His, yes. char- his character was wonderful. We end up getting to see him later on in the MCU through Infinity War. And uh, I'm so happy about that. And, uh, you know, Benedict Wong, just absolutely wonderful. And when he cracks up at the end and he's listening to Beyonce and he's turning around. Absolutely love. That, that, that scene when he's taking the books out. And it, it was just really, really funny. And, uh, yeah, just a, a great, great casting choice. Great character. Very great character. Yeah, I loved him, too. He wasn't he wasn't as rigid in the comics like he is in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and but he's starting to comics, loosen up a little bit. Yeah, that's, bit. yeah, yeah. In the comics too, he he wasn't like a protector. He was Strange's assistant. Mm. Yeah, and I think well, this is I'm, better. I think this yeah. is a better fit. Sorry, like they're kind of like equals. Um, yeah, and I do I, too. I would say that he is now that they are like they fought together. Like he's seen that Strange is a good dude. I think that that interaction will be a lot better going forward and i mean and even in infinity war you see like they're talking about like a tuna melt or uh, yeah or something. Like, like they're like ta- talking about ordering sandwiches and then he's like i don't have any money and like detachment from the spiritual is detachment or detachment from the physical is detachment or something like attachment to the yeah. physical is detachment from the spiritual or something like that and he goes i'll get you a metaphysical ham on rye or something like that and it's just <laughs> really a funny quick scene to them coming down the stairs and you can see that relationship has already grown quite a bit when they're just I, just that one small little snapshot yeah I, and I, I enjoy, uh, my boyfriend pointed out that there's not a lot of Asian representation in the MCU. And so I like that he is here and that he continues in other movies because, I mean, he's right. There's really not. I mean, there will Mantis. be with Shang, Shang-Chi. There will be. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm very excited for. Yeah. And then, I mean, Mantis, I believe the actress is Asian, mm-hmm. but like she's an alien in the movies. So like, do we, Mulan, do we really count that? I mean, Mulan just came out. That's true. That is true. Did you guys watch it yet? No, no. but her in the MCU, Mulan. Um, yeah. I, I think. <laughs> well, she's not going to show up. This was just her solo movie that just came out. Right. <laughs> she'll be the in the next. Yes, she'll be in the aven- the next Avengers. Yeah, exactly. It's like a like a Secret uh, Avengers Captain, Mulan. Captain Marvels was set in the nineties, and this is set in the fourteen nineties. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's why I think Marvel—they're just opening up their door to the fourteen hundreds now, which we've all wanted. Well, she, yeah, and she's pull—I mean, she's pulling from the dark arts. That's how she's still alive now in yeah. the MCU. Well, which, I thought she was frozen on ice. Who, I thought, Mulan? Mulan? Yeah, she's gonna cap it up. No, that was Cap. Yeah, exactly. She can be a Mulan <laughs> <laughs> the hell up no i really i I, yeah i don't know where to go with that after that but um no um move on move on yeah are there any other casting we'll talk about her sister move on (laughs) move on and move on oh man they're hitting me tonight that is that was good (laughs) 
I think that's the main cast, right? I think it is. I think so. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I do have to touch base on one thing, though. Uh, I thought it was really cool in the middle of like this huge fight scene with all these like crazy things going on. We see Stan the man, and he's reading uh, Huxley's The Doors of Perception, and he's laughing mm-hmm. and saying, ah, that's hilarious. So, you know, just Clinton, as always, man, just seeing Stan Lee, seeing him laugh and just seeing he had energy here. And even though it was a brief scene, it was just made me smile. Uh, what were your thoughts on Stan's cameo? I loved it more so now mm-hmm. because, you know, of his passing. And then you you see like a happy Stan, like laughing. Right. And I thought it was so clever with the book because that book is about perceptions and psychedelics and all that. And a lot of the comic art was done based on that whole thing. Right. It was about, yeah, psychedelic trips and stuff. What was it like seeing Stan, Emmy? <laughs> um, I loved it. I thought it was short, um, but I did love, like you said, the nod to the the psychedelics, um, which is he wrote that book about his own experiences with oh. psychedelics. So <laughs> Aldous Huxley was a was a. He was a good time. <laughs> and I love that. Like the whole movie is trip trippy. Like one of the first things that I, I wrote down in my notes was like, if I watched this movie high, <laughs> I would be a changed person. Obviously I'm not going to do that because that's illegal in Tennessee, but, um, <laughs> moving on, we will go to trippy movie. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, but I want to also bring up one more thing. The cloak of levitation. Uh, I was going to say, that's my favorite. You brought favorite it up character. in me. Yeah, you brought it up. And just my favorite moment was when strange, basically who, he's trying to play the cloak. Uh, that was uh Bennett sniff Cumberliff. And no, you're wrong. It was Br- Brenda dirt crumple snatch. <laughs> I thought it was. Oh, Floaty I'm sorry. Ma- Crample, scrunch. Oh my gosh. I thought it was Floaty McGee. Floaty McGee, it was, and like just that part where he's like trying to run to a certain area, and like he's running in place, and he's just getting held back. I laughed out loud then. I laughed out loud now, and I just, I really thought. And then where he covers you, the guy's face and just like hammers him into the floor. I don't know. Do you know what he was reaching for when he was pulling him back? Was that axe? And that was a known weapon that Doctor Strange uses a lot in the comics. I did not know that. No. I did not know that's what he, but I love that he directed him to certain acts. Like, because when I, when I initially watched this movie in 2016, I kind of had a problem with Dr. Strange coming out of nowhere and just being like head honcho. And he was amazing. That cloak gave him a lot of advice in that crucial fight scene to make some really sound decisions. And I thought that was really cool though. I, because he didn't know everything he was still learning and the cloak was able to kind of guide him through there. It, it to me, from a storyline perspective, from a character's sp- perspective, it made a lot more sense to me watching it. This go round. It was yeah. funny to me. I don't know what planet I was on watching this. Um, probably, I've been out of it today, no, coming back from vacation. But um, no worries. When they were talking about the relics, they're like, "You'll have your own relic, and it'll choose you." Mm-hmm. I was like, "What? What is Doctor Strange's? I can't remember." Mm-hmm. Like an idiot. Like his whole cloak is his whole thing. Why did watching it this time? I was like, "Wow, why did I remember that?" <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Do you also call the Eye of? Amontillado. That's Agamotto. Right. It was Agamotto. the I to El Dorado. Oh, God, guys. <laughs> we are going to get like so much flack for this episode. <laughs> Um, anyway, is that not also a relic, or is that what they're trying to protect the whole that's time? That's an infinity stone. They're trying Obviously, to protect I know it. That. 
So they're okay. It's not a relic. He just broke the rules mm-hmm. by getting it. And you know that scene with the apple when it shows him shifting time? Mm-hmm. Do you know why they use the apple? Yes, I do. Go ahead, Emmy, because I do too. No, you you go. You brought it up. Oh yeah, now you're just. I'm called your bluff, didn't I? All right. No, I, oh, no, I know, I know. Sure, sure. The no, apple, I'll, I'll finish. I'll the finish. The apple represents forbidden knowledge. Forbidden fruit. It was a reference to a biblical thing where he was not supposed to be in there. Just yeah, like they were forbidden knowledge. To... Same thing. Because the, the apple came from the tree of knowledge. It actually didn't say anything in the scriptures about apples. It said a fruit. So they just used a fruit. Amy. Oh, oh. So it could have been a kumquat? I mean, it could have been a cucumber batch. <laughs> Is cucumbers a fruit? I don't know. Okay. Probably because they have seeds on the insides. No, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, I was curious because of that. Because tomatoes are fruit because it has seeds on the inside. Yeah, I thought a cucumber why? was a fruit. Is it a vegetable? Did you it's know? I don't know. I think everything's it's an insect, so I'm the wrong one to ask. <laughs> Did you know that cashews come from a fruit? It's crazy. They come from a tree. They come from a fruit. The cashew tree. Yeah, exactly. But it's cashew fruit that gives you the cashews. It's crazy. You know, isn't it pineapples that don't grow in trees? They grow in the ground. No, they look crazy when they grow. I went to the Dole Plantation when I was in Hawaii. They look absolutely wild when they grow because they grow out of like a just like grass in the middle. I know. Of I used to think they came from trees. I mean, that would make sense. But they don't. Brandon's about to drop some knowledge on us. You're exactly right, guys. According to science, fruit is defined as a part of a plant that develops the flower and also contains the seed of the plant. It has proven that cucumber also develops from the flower of the plant and contains seeds, thus making it a fruit. You heard it here. If you walk away with anything after this podcast, I hope you know, hey, cucumbers are a fruit. So, I think one of my favorite quotes of all time is... Uh, with no knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is not putting it in a fruit smoothie. <laughs> and I think that that's a wonderful quote. <laughs> I think it's absolutely wonderful. So they, they technically come out of cucumber batches. Yes. So I wasn't wrong. You uh, were not wrong. I was confirming what you said. Yeah. A hundred percent Clinton. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was the most anticlimactic moment <laughs> in MCU interview. Well, history. I said that because I made the joke with his name. Yeah, I, no, no, I I'm, okay. I just didn't know. No, that's all good. That. No, because it's just you so didn't funny. Press you, the button. You know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Button. I'm sorry. Here didn't it goes. Press the button. No, don't. I, if I have to remind you, don't press it. <laughs> I. Need, it's funny. He's I like, a, I was trying to get you to press the button. If you could press the button, that'd be great. Don't I press the a, button. I had to tell you about it. That's right. In a world where Clinton. Not Always. even the right button. Hey, I was, <laughs> I was going with that because I did fix the- this. <sighs> I I have a question for you guys. We have how, answers. How many addresses? Seven. Seven. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. How many? Dopey, sneezy, sleepy. <laughs> which one, what was the other ones? Grumpy. Uh, Bash- 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 Dancer. Ha- Happy E. Bash- Dancer Vixen. Comet. Humid. Yes, confirmed. You just say humid. Mulan, move, move on, on, groove on, jump on, come on, love on, uh. love on, <laughs> and get on. Up. Get on up. Get, on up. get up. Get up. Okay. Get up now. 
How many fictional addresses do you guys know off the top of your head? Uh, P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Oh, I didn't even think of that one. Okay. That's the only one. <sighs> fictional mm-hmm. addresses. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know my own address. I don't, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have to check. I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably one or two, but I can't even think of any right now. Okay. So even after watching Dr. Strange, you can't give his address? I know it's Bleecker Street. Um, is it? Yeah, that's the only thing. I don't know the numbers, but I know because it showed up on Spider Man, one of the Spider Mans with that same Sam Raimi directed, which that's crazy to think about. Um, not, oh, not, but not the address, but Bleecker Street did. So I yeah. thought that was a cool uh, nod. Um, trying to think. No, I, I can't give it to you. No, sorry. Okay, I know two, yep. and then I know half of one. Did you guys ever watch the show Zoom? It came on PBS. And it was like a kids show where they like did like songs and weird like crafts. And I don't even remember some of the stuff they did, but they had like a song that had their address and you like sent stuff in and it was like boss mass eight Oh two six one. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I don't remember the whole address. Thank you. Um, but I do know two fully. There's 177A Bleecker Street, which is Doctor Strange, and then 221B Baker Street, which is from Sherlock or Sherlock Holmes. Um, both of these addresses are places that Boiler Dang Crimpy Snitch uh, lived. <laughs> I think that's weird. Okay, that is on. cool. They <laughs> showed actual addresses of his. No, well, no, he played both those. Characters. Oh, okay. So it's not that crazy. What what else did you have in <laughs> Oh my gosh, you just totally shredded. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm kidding. I love you. I, I was literally kidding. saw her let go. You literally <laughs> took her balloon, untied it, and just watched it go <laughs> throughout the entire I just watched that. Sorry. I love you. I'm kidding. You <sighs> know, that's okay. All right, man. I absolutely loved that this was the first time we got the the cool new intro. The intro that we see, I think, in almost every single... 3.0. Yes! Oh, my gosh. I'm so mad that I didn't say that, but that's in my notes. <laughs> like, sure it is. Marvel Studios logo. Uh, I think I just watched you top that. <laughs> You're a jerk. Marvel Studios logo debut. I, I've been waiting for it, and I thought it was sooner than Doctor Strange, but like when it showed up, I lost my mind because... The Marvel Studios logo looked a lot like the Sony Marvel logo, the Fox Marvel logo. Like there was nothing really taking it, like distinguishing it any different than those. And now their 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 rich history of movies, they were able to yeah. make their own logo. I absolutely love it. So yes, what a beautiful sight, and it is just such a great logo. So good, good catch there, Amy. That's I I feel like it should have started phase three because that's when mm-hmm. it really took off and so I'm I'm kind of upset that it wasn't on Captain America Civil War right but, but I thought it was cool because like you see Black Panther you see a bunch of different like the the mm-hmm. intro is just fantastic and that came from Civil War so like I don't know it, I think they finally got all the characters they wanted Spider Man Black Panther all these it was I'm just gushing over it I think it's the greatest intro. And then it's really sweet, and I'm sure we'll get there when we get there, but like that they did it for Stan in Endgame. Yes, they did. Like, I thought that was absolutely fantastic, too, that they changed it that one time. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
And I know we'll talk more about that during in game, but yeah. And it, it's so crazy because we went through 20, is it 23 movies? Yeah. The entire Marvel Cinematic Universe is 23 movies. And he, Stan made it from all the way from Iron Man to Endgame. And I just, part of me selfishly wish he, he could have made it for our Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Just to kind of encapsulate that entire um, series of the Infinity Saga. But yeah, good good point there too. Yeah. I'm going to jump back to the movie for a second. Yeah. Uh, one thing that stood out to me that annoyed me mm-hmm. is when Khaleesi takes the. Um, you know what stands out? That's annoying to me, Clinton. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Just keep going, Khaleesi. Sorry. Good. Keep good. Going. Good. Yeah. Good. Khaleesi. I'm sorry. I know that annoys you. That's I didn't say it, Khaleesi. Yeah, correct. Khaleesi makes it ten times better. Yes. Yes. Um. When he just goes and rips out the pages, why didn't he just take the book at the very beginning? When they cut off dude's head, and that, ah, he's got to go rip the pages out and leave the spells. Because if he would have just took the whole book, Doctor Strange wouldn't have learned half the shit he learns in this. Touche. I mean, he probably could have learned it from a different book. God. I guess is what I'm going with. So in I, my head, I, I remember <laughs> I ripped pages out of a textbook when I was in high school because I fell asleep. And like I was face down on my desk, like asleep with the book open in my lap to make it look like I was reading. And I remember just, this is really disgusting, but I don't care. I was 18 years old, just a big thing of drool. And it was just like, I woke up and there was a puddle. Like I've never, I, I don't know why, but I drooled so bad. I guess that's not a natural sleep position to be like, to be like face down. But like, I remember there was a big, big drill ball. And I remember my teacher going, Brandon, and I woke up and I slammed the book down. And then when I, like, it was like the last day to turn in books or something, I was like flipping. They're like, make sure you don't have any loose leaf paper in there. You know, get all your stuff out there and turn in your book. I couldn't open the page that was on there because it was stuck together. It's so gnarly. And That's disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was disgusting. So I ripped the two pages out so the teacher wouldn't find it because it stuck out. It was like a, it it was like a solid piece. And so I ripped it out, slammed the book shut, turned it in. And I was like, yep, here you go. Teach. <laughs> they ended up getting new textbook textbooks the next semester anyway, like the next year. So, you know, like all new books, like teaching stuff way smarter than I guess what we learned, but <laughs> it was just still funny. Like I was like, here you go. Here's my book. So, um, you know, it was probably drool is what I'm trying to say. Clinton, it was probably drool that they drooled all over the spells and they had to take it out because of that. I went to the same high school as Brandon, oh. and so I'm very curious. Whose class was it? Oh, I'm not gonna, uh, not on there. I'm not gonna reveal name it. names. Name names. Oh, uh, we will talk after. I promise. <laughs> oh, okay. All yeah. right. Yes. Um, I it, the book it, thing. It, it was my senior year, though. Yeah. Um, the book thing. I'll I'll get on Clinton's point because I was it doing hurts the same me thing. to see somebody rip pages out of a book. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's, that's not okay. Maybe that's disrespect too. Maybe it's kind of like a, you know, it it can go the other way around. Like I think when he cut the guy's head off is a little disrespectful. First of all, (laughs) I don't think it mattered if he took the book or speaking of which, what a gnarly way to start out the movie. I remember like my my mouth was hanging. Yes. My mouth was hanging open. I'm like, they just cut this dude's head off and they got the bucket and like knowing it in retrospect, what was about to happen. I'm like, man, they really set that up way at the very, here's a bucket. (laughs) Let's just cut his head off right in it. Gnarly. And you hear the thud. Why did they take the bucket? Did they take his head with them? Like, there's still a body. You need a bucket and a mop for that. 
Yeah. <laughs> just, sorry. He's referencing a song, Brandon. I don't think that you're as woke as we are, but he's 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 referencing a I song. I wouldn't call it woke, but I'm not going to say the song. As cool, as cool as we are. I'm definitely yeah. not cool. Do not come to me for any cool points at all. I just talked about how I drooled in a book. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. This song's kind of similar to that. <laughs> We're gonna skip to whatever. We're gonna skip whatever you're um, alluding to. Um, <laughs> I I, w- I have some times that I would like to say you might be a bad guy. Yeah, please. We'll just, we'll just do a whole segment. The, you might be a bad guy if you chop somebody's head off and put it in a bucket. You might be a bad guy. <laughs> it did look cool how he pulled out the swords though. He was like, whoosh, like it was very. It seemed very row. Deadpool. It did. Yeah. Um. Was this before Deadpool came out? Uh, Deadpool, the first one. Ooh, it's right around that same time because I thought Deadpool, the first movie, came out in 2016 as well. Well, that would have come out in February because it came out for Valentine's Day. 2016, February. Yep, 2016. They had those awesome ads for. It made it seem like a rom com. Yeah, to take your draw. Yes, it was wonderful. Did you um notice how long um Doctor Strange was at the Sanctum Sanctorum? Or the training place. How long he was at? Mm-hmm. It don't tell you, but it, right. it shows you. Mm, no, I didn't notice. Every time, like different parts, when he goes to the courtyard for training, it's a different season. So it shows every season. So he's there about a year. Oh, awesome. I never and caught that. it was probably around the same time Civil War was happening. Yeah, that- I do know that these movies, like the next few movies, kind of all overlap time-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was training while they were fighting each other. That's pretty cool. And I love how he gets there, right? Like he's taking this whole mission. Like I'm going to go do it. And, uh, Oh, uh, Mo, uh, I can never, what's his name? Mordo. Mordor. Mordo, not Mordor. You're thinking Mordor. Oh You're my right. gosh. No, no, no. You're thinking of a uh, bendy noodle cummerbund. <laughs> no, no. He just shows up there and then Mordor saves him in an alley. And then when they take him in, he goes, forget everything you know. And the first thing he does is try to talk about everything he knows. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it was it's hard for it. You know, that kind of personality who technically knows almost everything. But it was such a cool shift they do with him because he's all logic. He's all like equation. And he's like, that's the only math word, you know? Brainy, <laughs> brainy um, equation, addition, addition, multiplication, <laughs> subtraction. That sounded normal, kind of. <laughs> um, quadrilateral, quadrilateral, uh, quadrilateration, geometry land. Yes, geometry land, a hundred percent. What is, now? What is that book? Flatland, flatland. Mm. Is that the name of it? Yes, it is. They made me read it in school, and I hated it. Did you drool um, on it? I haven't even heard of it. I think it was called Flatland. Anyway, but he goes from that type of person to, but it benefits him too, because he's a quick learner. So that's why he keeps sneaking around and getting all these. I thought that was really cool too. Um, Did you have like 500 more? You might be a bad guy, Zimmy, because I'm thinking you had like 20 more. Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. Sorry. I'm a sore spot of the podcast. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. I I, I like that point though, because he is, he is very, he's very clinical. Like he's very. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like logical. And then when she like knocks him out of his damn body, he's still like, "What did you do? Did you drug me? 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. What'd you put in this tea? She goes, but then she but- throws him through the entire like multiverse and like that whole trippy scene, which I absolutely could not. <gasps> and that is our first hand. time we see tiny hands in the MCU. Yes. yes thank you. I thought yes. it was wonderful. And I shout out to tiny hands in Knoxville. Their Instagram is one of the best Instagrams you can ever. What, what is the handle for tiny hands, Knoxville? Emmy, I, I'm just curious. I believe it's at tiny hands, Knox. Um, they've been taking a, a little bit of a hiatus. <laughs> Life has been a little bit hectic for Tiny Hands, yeah. but but they tiny showed hands up in the, in the bottom of a certain co-host purse. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, we need to take a picture of the Tiny Hands and tag Tiny Hands Knox for that, like that picture of the the movie. So I, I just remember thinking, oh, I, I'm friends with that person on Instagram. You know, I follow that person and they yeah. follow me. So I'm I'm really that was that was all all Tiny Hands. Oh, like, I tiny I'm hands. not. They called friends, apparently with Tiny Hands. So wow. I just thought, wow, Clinton, wow, we have 21 followers and you're not one of them. Apparently not. I didn't even know about this. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, um, we're it's a yeah. pretty much a big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's almost as big as the podcast. <laughs> I mean, twenty-one followers is maybe we're up to twenty-seven. You know, as we do. That's a jump. Um, Progress. I did like that it mirrored the quantum realm with that kaleidoscopy stuff. They did go whenever- through the quantum realm. Uh, Emmy, you Emmy, you don't give yourself enough credit. Uh, Tiny Hands Knox has 33 followers. <laughs> so I like less that. than your dogs. <laughs> Listen, the hands part was creepy, and the it when he was looking at his hands. But I'm talking about when he's like going through the room of hands and arms everywhere. Oh, it's so. And weird. there's also pictures of his face everywhere. Yes. So it, it was like him confronting his ego and what he thinks makes him strong is his hands. Mm-hmm. She's trying to make him realize like, and I love how you can, that hear- was the whole reason they did the hands thing because that I was didn't his- think about that because I was thinking about tiny hands. I was thinking about tiny hands too, but I love when Mordo goes, his heartbeat is racing really, really fast. And they bring him back and like Tilda's uh, Tilda's literally like really up close. She goes, seems fine to me. And then shoots him right back out. I just thought that was such a, oh, it's, <laughs> If we're going to talk about a badass bitch in a movie, she is Tilda all day. I mean, she don't, she comes right back at him every time he's a smart or like a smart ass, whatever. She comes right back at him. She's like, you'll learn when they take him to Everest. Uh I was like, Oh, that'll teach him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Better figure it out or he's going to freeze to death. And Mordo says again, Mordon, Mordo, Mordo. I'm thinking of Zordon. From the Zordon Rangers. from the Power Rangers is wonderful. By the way, we still need to cosplay as. Don't clap. We're not done with the podcast. Sorry, yet. I was. There was a little <laughs> good night. No, you were. No. So, but there was um, Mordo. Uh, sorry, you were saying something. I mean, what about Mordon? I don't remember. Oh gosh, this is a train wreck. <laughs> This episode should be called Names. <laughs> yeah, it should. Names. That Doctor Strange retrospective. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I thought that whole scene was really, really cool. So awesome stuff there. What was your favorite dimension out of the movie? Uh, I'm going to say um, out of all the dimension. Oh, there's my dog. All the, pla- all the, I don't know the names of them. I just know my favorite one has a name. But all the little realms, which one was your favorite? Oh gosh, I don't even know if I know any of the names. Like, realm. you don't have to tell me names; just describe it. Uh, 
there's one where he's just kind of floating off in a vast and he's he's back it's just he, i don't know how to describe it but like he, in space yeah he's in space yeah exactly he's just in kinda, the butterfly yes like that one just if i could picture i don't know it, it was just peace to me like he was just kind of serenity yeah and that to me still kind of captures me every time i watch it so yeah did you guys think and maybe i'm crazy but you know how like all of phase two had this theme of like evolve and cocoon and like coming out of this like Mm. we're evolving it's evolving blah 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 and then we get the little butterfly in a serenity scene it's like a fully formed that's butterfly like it's all came around what a great Point. Is, is that weird that I thought no. that? That's no, awesome. I think that's yeah. That's awesome that you thought that. Because <laughs> they could have not put the butterfly in that scene and it would have still been just as cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like it was like just a little touch, and when he goes to touch it, he's yeah, exactly. Like the moment it like flutters and he reaches out to it, it's like the one thing he sees like that's familiar that he can, you know, and boom, like exactly what you said. It's really such a cool touch and great catch, Clint. Yeah, that's a really good. What's point. your what's your favorite place? Well, okay, I really like the mirror. Mine too. Because but it's pretty. It's really I, pretty. It's cool because I think it's, I want my own mirror dimension. Like uh-huh. there's a place that I can go and it don't affect anything, but I and can. just smash plates or something, but like yes, they're still there. When yes, you yeah. That's yeah. the perfect depression anxiety medicine. Yeah. The mirror there's dimension. There's a place. There's a place in, I believe it's in Charleston, where you can go and just, it's like an escape room, but instead of escaping, you just smash it. Like oh, you just break things. You can also go to like Texas Roadhouse and take peanuts and smash them on the floor. It's really cool. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Wrong button, as always. I can't. I don't know the buttons anymore, guys. I'm going to have to start labeling. Apparently. Well, I got like. We don't need to take more breaks. No more breaks. I have four soundboards and they're really hard to keep track of. So I apologize. Um. Also, if you're going to Texas Roadhouse. Order out right now, everybody. Yes, be safe. Just be like wear a damn mask. Be like be like Doctor Strange. Wear a mask. He wore a mask, and he wore a mask when he was performing surgery. Oh, I was like, he didn't the second time though. That that annoyed me. There, okay. Listen, there are so many, and I'm not even going to go into it because I I was waiting. No, no, no. I was actually waiting on this. Many inaccuracies with that whole. All of that. All of that is wrong. It's all wrong. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. What's wrong, Emmy? Can you tell me? All of it. Talk about it. Who hurt you? Like none of it. None of it is sanitary. (laughs) You're not sanitary. Whoa. Whoa. True. Okay. But no, I mean, like the fact that they left his clothes on whenever they, when she does the surgery to him after he gets stabbed. Um, well, that was like life or death. So I didn't really care about that part. Like, but it's, get it's him not in there. Sanitary. You, uh, I don't know. And then there was like, there was this weird fog in that first scene. And like, that wouldn't be okay. Like, they have like filters to filter that stuff out. Um, there's a point when like, she washes her hands, but then grabs his face and then goes into surgery. Like it, 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 there's a lot of things wrong. Like I said, I'm not going into all of it. I just, I can't, I can't. I honestly, I feel like this movie helps me 
take a step forward. I'm evolving <laughs> because so much of it does not make sense in my brain that I just didn't even try. I just enjoyed it. Well, what I re- I'll, yeah, sorry, Clinton, go first. No, you go ahead. No, 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 go no. Ahead. I'll get no, to my no, notes. I'm getting to my notes. Go. No, I just love, I, for me, I don't, I guess don't pay attention to that when it's a, a story that can really suck me in because it was a trippy, crazy movie, but I loved the storyline of him and how he, yeah. he, he's humbled hardcore yeah and now he's tasked with saving the world but it wasn't it didn't feel the villain fell a little flat but yes I, but i don't think they wanted you to focus on the villain in this movie he needed his arc yeah. it's an origin movie there, i read that who who directed it again derrickson yeah, scott derrickson scott derrickson yeah okay um, I read that he understood that Marvel had a villain issue and tried to make this like a better because they do have that scene where where the villain is uh, when um, Khaleesi is talking to um, Kai Lisi. Face again. Kai Lisi is talking to Bonky Hort Cutie Brunch. <laughs> and you kind of feel where he's coming from. And, and so does Body Snatch Cumberbund. Like they, he feels where he's coming from and kind of like second guesses, like, am I a good guy? Am I a bad guy? Kind of like, Oh, when he's got him tied up, when he's got him in the comic, that's the ribbon of something I can't pronounce. But in this movie, they made it like a contraption. I got to go back. By the way, I got to go back to Emmy's point though, previously where, Hey, I feel like I'm evolving. I feel like I'm just kind of, you know, there's so much inaccuracy, but I really loved how this movie kind of told you forget everything you know forget what you think you perceive like there's there, a, there's a everything. part where, there's a part where Mordo says forget everything you think you know and i think that was to the viewer as much as it was to dr strange and then this was tilda she goes i didn't know how to reorient the spirit to better heal the body you're a man looking at the world through a keyhole and now on hearing that it can be widened in ways you can't imagine you reject it i i just thought there was and then every dr strange it, goes right back there's no such thing as spirit we are made of matter nothing more i see through you and that's when she shoves his astroform outside of his physical form and opens his eye and it's just and through that every scene she's in, there's a lot of wisdom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Into what she's th- that's relatable to anybody. I feel like. And and she says a couple things in the trippy sequence that you think this material universe is all there is. What is real? Or what is real? What mysteries lie beyond the reach of your senses at the root of existence, mind and matter meet thoughts, shape reality. This universe is only one of an infinite number worlds without end. Who are you in this vast multiverse, Mr. Strange? Have you seen? And then like, then after he comes back, did you see that in a gift shop? And he just crumbles and says, teach me. I remember from the trailer. And she's like, no. Yeah. yeah. That was (laughs) in the trailer. The teach me part was in the trailer because I remember that vividly. Yes. I remember the trailer. This was was one of the hottest trailers that had came out for Marvel besides Civil War. It was a wonderful trailer. And when he says teach me in the movie, I'm like, here we go. Here, And then I thought it was a really cool twist where they just say, nope, not sorry. not." I loved that because she was like. You don't want to learn. Yep. I'm going to show you all this, and you're still going to fight me on this. Exactly. Bye. Exactly. So I really like that. And that was one of the places. There's not a whole lot of humor in this movie. I feel like it's not. I mean, it's not quite as funny as like an Iron Man movie. Or it's Guardians it's very dry. It's very dry. Yeah. 
But his sarcasm is great. It's on point. He starts mastering like his snarky arrogance comes mm-hmm. through a sarcasm once he's a little more humbled. Agreed. And I love that. He's a little smart ass. Agreed. Well, and one of the one of the first times that we see a little bit of humor is when they open the door and he falls in. Yes. And then the, like the next scene, they hand him the Wi-Fi password and he says, what is this? My mantra? And he goes, no, it's the Wi-Fi password, Shamb- which is Shambhala. Shambhala. Which, you know what that is? Yep. Yep. Is the mythical kingdom um, that Tibetan Buddhists believe symbolizes uh, enlightenment, peace, and perfection. It is also a Doctor Strange graphic novel that shows him dealing with the ancient one's death. That is ah! great catches, guys. And I love like Mordo's response when he goes, "It's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages." Like We're not <laughs> savages. I just thought it was perfect, absolutely perfect. So, and it was a good way to lead into the fact that he is trying to email. Dr. Palmer mm-hmm. without, because that if, had they not said like, Oh, this is the Wi-Fi password. I'd be like, how is he getting internet out there in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> That's like, a very I'm, good point. <laughs> I, I, it, it makes sense, but I, I didn't think of that. Yeah. I did when I watched it, but mm-hmm. I like that they caught, they make fun of themselves for it with the Wi-Fi thing. Right. Like you're like, they're not going to have internet out here. Why has he got mm-hmm. this stuff? And he's like, here's the word. Is that my mantra? No, that's the Wi-Fi password. We're, <laughs> we're not savages. We're not savages. Did you guys notice that February 2nd was a consistent date through this? I did not. I didn't notice it once. February 2nd was the day he crashed. Where does it say that? It's on his, in his car. Okay. And there's a lot of Pink Floyd references. So he's listening to uh, Sid. uh, What's his name from Pink Floyd? And then when he's, his hands after surgery, he's wearing a Pink Floyd shirt. Mm, I never caught that. Didn't catch that either. Uh, but the February 2nd is my birthday. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> it was the day of the crash. Um, it's also at the end of the movie, the watch she gives him, it's stuck on February 2nd. And the watch is symbolism for him showing that he is because this movie shows his obsession with time. When they're in the surgery room at one, at the beginning of the movie, the, the, the guy standing on the wall watching them has his watch out. And mm-hmm. Dr. Strange looks at him and he makes him like he covers it up. Yes. He, I, I love he's that. constantly confronted with the thought of death and it freaks him out. So he don't like time and that he has to like basically plow right into that to be Dr. Strange. You, you make such an r- amazing point there, Clinton, that I didn't catch watching this movie the third fourth fifth time at all where he covers his watch at the the beginning of the movie when he's performing surgery and this all centers around time like in the the, The whole what a time stone what a wonderful catch there like i didn't even put the two and two together obviously i've seen the scenes i just didn't connect the two so and the symbolism at the end when he looks the last scene is him looking at the watch and it's cracked Mm -hmm. so we don't it's that sh- like representation that his character is not obsessed with it anymore. Wow. And good stuff. Sorry. keep going. It's also February 2nd because mm-hmm. that's when he crashed. The watch still says February 2nd. It was the time of his crash. Right. February 2nd was also the same day that groundhog day was set in the movie groundhog day, which is where the time loop comes from with his, with the mom. Yeah. That's absolutely genius. That is, yes. You just blew my mind, sir. Well done there. Wow. They did that on purpose. Yeah. Great catch, though, man. Holy crap. Well done. And they, they have said later that we only saw 12 times where he comes back in front of Dormammu. Mm-hmm. But they said that he actually, it was a lot more than that. And he actually mm-hmm. learned more skills fighting. 
in those in that loop because they say it could be a thousand thousands of times like but we because, only saw the 12 because time doesn't actually work and then real in movies hmm? Sorry, stop just, uh, amy you're gonna just somebody we're, we're really gonna just keep fighting for the the, the entire infinity saga that maybe beyond maybe black widow we're still gonna be fighting maybe we'll go beyond this saga clinton has a great it, point it's wonderful and you're gonna bring it, it was a great point but yeah, yeah well the shit on me amy who <laughs> can be a petty bitch <laughs> um do you know what Stephen strange his look is based off of not his outfit the way he looks vincent mr doctor yes. Vincent Price. Yes. That's why his middle name is Dr. Stephen Vincent Strange. Stanley and uh, Ditko both wrote him because they were huge fans of Vincent Price. They wanted him to look like him. That is awesome. I did not know that either. Man, my brain's over. Sorry. I feel like I got taken through the multiverse of knowledge through Clinton. He just touched my mind's eye and threw me into a vast array. He's learning you some knowledge. He really did. Anyway, what you got, Amy? I liked how his recovery was kind of shown through him shaving. Like the beginning, she's shaving him and then he tries and can't do it. And then he finally shaves that unfortunate thing on his face, which listen, beanie bag. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Unfortunate thing on his face. That's his beard. And I've got one right now. I need you to be a little nicer. Sorry. Okay. That is a goatee. No, it's not a goatee. It's a goatee, isn't it? It's the same thing that Guy Fieri had. Who? Who? Guy Doctor Fieri Strange? has uh, Guy Fieri has Flavor Town. Now Doctor Strange, he went to He had a beard. Yeah. There but let's talk about Flavor Town for a moment since we're going to talk about Guy Fieri. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love that man. He There's is. a comedian who talks about like what did Guy Fieri do to any of you? Like what 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 did he do wrong? He Straight. is a wonderful human being and people just crap on him. I and it's awful. And a lot of people don't know this about Guy Fieri, but he painted the Mona Lisa, which I think is absolutely wonderful that he was able to do that. And it's amazing that he can paint and cook. Yeah, exactly. He is multi-talented. He, he's just, he's a wonderful, wonderful human. And then after painting the Mona Lisa, put cheese all over it, melted cheese on top. It, it was just a wonderful experience. If you've ever seen the Mona Lisa before and after the cheese melted, it just really, he, he's And then wonderful. he carved the David painting. Yes, he carved the, the, the David statue, the, the, the David painting. He carved it. Correct. He took a painting of David and carved it. I agree. So, but no, yeah, he it, wonderful stuff. So sorry. I mean, didn't mean no, I, a friend of mine and I, like if a, a dude has facial hair, that does not enhance their features. I'm not saying that your beard is one of these, but like there are just some facial hair styles that don't fit certain people. And so we just call them unfortunates. Like it's just an unfortunate. Yes. Brandon, you look fantastic. That's what you're going for. You're going for a compliment. I gave it to you. Thank you. Uh, like, uh, Clinton, you know, I look like, fantastic. Don't you lie to yourself. I'm going to ask this Clinton. I'm, I'm so glad that you're here right now. I'm so glad. Uh, what here. do you what do you think of fiddlestick cotton slob is he dreamy or not no <gasps> that is it's a very decisive issue i feel like yeah divisive? no you mean divisive yeah decisive is very different than device <laughs> it's <a> very divisive <laughs> it's very decisive oh that's so sad because i'm totally gonna go off on grammar here in a minute okay hold on a second though emmy 
is he dreamy or not? I have no. I, Are we talking about Benedict Cumberbund? Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, blueberry no. pumpkin patch. No. Oh. <laughs> blueberry pumpkin. Have you watched Sherlock? <laughs> yes, still no. Did you watch the imitation game? He's not attractive to me. Period. <sighs> okay. Emmy. I think he's very dreamy. I think it's the roles he plays though cuz he's very knowledgeable. Analytical. And, yeah. <laughs> Like Clinton, he's not, like, he's not really Clinton likes them if they're a little bit dumb. He don't like them to be smart. <laughs> no, no. What do you say? I'm more of a, I'm more of a Hulk brute kind of guy. <laughs> I like them big, green, and dumb. <laughs> no, I get I get what you're saying though. You like them to be like you can empathize with them, sympathize with them. Yeah, like intellect is for real a big part of attraction for me. Not for celebrities, though. <laughs> but he just physically... Now, if he took me to dinner and I got to know him and he was, <laughs> you know, won me over that way, but physically, no, he is not attractive. I think he is. I am. Well, I'm on I'm on the other side of that. That's We can have Civil War Part 2. <laughs> we'll bring in, like, Paul Dano. That's another one that's pretty divisive. divisive. Don't okay, right well, we time. will we well, will just call or, it fifty fifty. Uh, who plays Kylo Ren? What is his name? Adam no, Driver. No. Mm, okay. No. She just said. No. She just said. Mm, okay, like mm. big hard no. So no, I don't think he's attractive. <laughs> That's a good good note to end it on. I do like. I do like. Uh, this has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but. When he is stabbed and he comes back to the hospital, he's like, I got to get back to Kathmandu. She's like, like the Bob Seger. And it's so yeah. funny because when I saw the Kathmandu Nepal graphic, the first thing I thought of was the Bob Seger song. I, yeah. I ha- like I have his greatest hits. He is a wonderful artist. And uh, yeah, when they made that joke in the movie, I thought that was a little. They almost had to because Kathmandu was made famous by him later. That's the only reason but I when knew the about comic it. was written. Bob Seger wasn't out yet. You know what I mean? Right. So they almost, everyone knows it that way. So they had to make that little reference. That is really, I'm, cool. and then I'm when, not, he, and then when Dr. Strange meets Wong and he's like, like, like a Drake, or Drake or, or Eminem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. No. Wong, <laughs> and then when like, he talks about Beyonce and then like the next day he's listening to Beyonce on his headphones and, and it's single ladies and it's just so perfect. Sorry. There's just eh, love it. Absolutely. I'm not done making a hot or not list. <sighs> yes. Yes. Okay. So as Loki. As one. Loki. Oh, with the greasy hair. Just as Loki. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, that whole that whole thing was to say, I do not think that the facial hair on uh, British guy, silly name. It's not the best look for him, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I disagree. I mean, he I know it's better with straight. facial hair than he does without. I disagree. I it, it, I know it's taken straight from the comics though, so I'm not mad at it. But 
I, from a comic book nerd perspective and not in a, is he hot or not perspective, uh, I, when he shaves and he gets that facial hair, I genuinely geek out every time because I'm like, there's the guy from the comics. There he is. He is right on the screen. I think he looks wonderful with that goatee because he just looks like he was ripped out of a comic book for me. So it's really cool. I, I prefer the goatee. The astral plane and the mirror dimension are my favorite, but I love, can you imagine? <laughs> You 100% just went back to a conversation that was like 10 minutes ago. I'm he, okay no, with it. No, swore, I'm not going back to it. I'm saying I didn't count the astral plane as a dimension, I guess. The mirror mm. dimension is my favorite. The astral plane, though, like the, if you, because that's something that like in real life people. Like, like sleep paralysis. No, that's. A world of nightmares. If you've never been through it, I hope you never go through it because it's terrible. Oh my God, have you? Yes, twice. It's <gasps> terrifying. But the astral. But plane, is that not the same kind of idea, no. though? Oh, well, okay. no. The astro. There's a whole scientific reason you have sleep paralysis. It doesn't change the fact that it's terrifying. Um, the astral plane is something people practice to like. Have you never never heard of astro, astral projection? I mean, I have, but it was from a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> Before the movie. <laughs> but it's something people basically like can control. So like there is a lucid dreaming, which you can control your dreams. Oh, but there yeah, are also yeah. people that try to practice astral projection, which is where you can basically see yourself outside your body. That's like a practice people can do. I don't think I'd enjoy doing that. It's interesting. Ew. But I was like, but my whole thing is like, before this movie, someone was tasked with how do we visualize astral projection in this movie? Um, shout and, out. Okay. Because they had a science consultant. His name was Adam Frank. And shout out to him. Obviously, they didn't nice. consult him in like the. Well, he wasn't a hygiene person. so No, obviously not. Um, but they did have somebody who was like the, the science consultant for how do we show different dimensions? How do we show the human body going through these different planes? And yeah. And like the, the astral plane and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, I, but I, I thought it was very well done the way they did. It kind of reminded me of the way Beetlejuice lo- or not Beetlejuice, 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 Lord, not Beetlejuice, but Slimer in Ghostbusters. How oh, that's a really cool way to look at it. Yes. Uh, and I, and I love that they visit it later with in or in game where Hulk and banner, you yes. know, like I, I, I immediately was like, Oh, that's such a cool, it was cool to revisit like almost the Genesis, obviously in the MCU version, but it, I, I love what they, they still use it later on. And I thought that it, was really cool. It was gorgeous when they do it with the ancient one about to die, <sighs> even though that part was really emotional mm-hmm. and sad, but how the time and she says time is relative. You haven't even hit the floor yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're standing out there, and everything. The helicopters just like stop. The lightning, and it's like the lightning super is beautiful. S- the snow, and falling. she. Oh, it's beautiful. He says, "Like I've lived all these centuries, but here I am at the end, trying to stretch one moment into a thousand. Mm-hmm. It is that is that whole thing. And when is it beautiful. pans around, um, you said her dialogue earlier, but when it pans around her, and you see strange through her head, like it pans around, and beautiful. you see it's beautiful. That is when he gets it. 
Mm-hmm. By the way, he could finally see into her thoughts. That was kind of a visual representation of him being able to see what she was talking about. I just, uh, that scene, <laughs> I, I know I quoted it earlier, and Tilda's delivery delivery was out of this world outstanding. But, I mean, it really... Astral nomical. I, I knew you guys were going to do something. But, <laughs> <laughs> and I really thought it was absolutely wonderful and i thought it just kind of kind of where uh, hey that is what makes life so beautiful that is what makes these moments so beautiful whether it's uh, podcasting with your closest friends or if it's you know going on an adventure with your fiance or going on vacation you know just these moments they're finite and that's what makes them so enjoyable is that you know they're not going to last forever enjoy what you have and this movie we, we always get subtle reminders but this was a subtle reminder for me is just continue to enjoy these small moments these moments together you never know when it's going to be the last one or the last thing and uh it, it hit me it hit me hard in 2016 it hit me hard now i mean i got you know dialogue i i can i i will watch an action scene all day and just write trippy action scene <laughs> but dialogue always hits me harder and um that 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 back and forth and that wonderful line and just the MCU kind of tapping into, you know, enjoy the moments that you have now because, you know, you never know when it, it's just beautiful, beautiful. That's all I'm going to say. Sorry. And yeah. So. Man, sorry to bring down. Yeah. The, sorry to <laughs> bring down the podcast uh, on the in memoriam episode. Yeah, sorry guys. I'm just saying, enjoy what you guys got, man. Yeah. It, it, no, we, it's it's for real. It seems like Marvel likes to tackle subtly tackle these issues that and I think you can relate to. And I think in that's, small doses. I really think that's why I'm such a huge fan is because action movies, comic book movies, I love them. Don't get me wrong, but it's that that substance too. That little just. It's just that small vial they give you that you can take away and take home with you. It's it's beautiful, and I, I think that's what gives it the longevity. That's why I can watch these movies again over and over because I still take those little those moments, those little pieces of dialogue, and they get more and more serious as the movies get more and more intense. And it's uh, just Marvel Studios excels at that. And you can like chalk it up to being like frou-frou weird stuff in this movie, but her whole focus in this is to rid him of his ego mm-hmm. and to help him realize like time is his friend right. and it's not his enemy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was just a lot of life lesson in this movie because it's so easy to get caught up in your Monday, like your day-to-day routine of life mm-hmm. with your job and mm-hmm. your same thing you do every day. And then I'm living for the weekends. I'm living for my days off or I'm living you know, and you, you can get caught up in like this. Just I'm living for before you know it. It's twenty years later, and right, right. What it? You know what I mean? What'd you What'd like, you accomplish? Like the movie Click. Oh, Click! Is it sad that I cry, or I almost cried watching Click? Never seen it. Oh, one hundred percent cried. Oh my really? god, that movie is so like, sad. I How are you choked- gonna bring in Click on Doctor Strange? Oh, you need if you've never watched it, Clinton, check it out. I I don't it know. Fits. It, it's, it fits. It's it's pretty. I was shocked how much. Like I was choking up in the theater watching <clears> Click, and I, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan. And it, don't get me wrong, it's an Adam Sandler movie, very Adam Sandler. But man, like, gosh, it hits you in a different way. So yeah, sorry. I don't mean to it go. It fits. It does. It does. Would you actually say that he gets 
rid of his ego or maybe that it just becomes smaller because it's not when... priority anymore i see okay. it being smaller because that banter between tony stark and dr yes, strange that's exactly what i was about to bring up right i was about to say that tells me it's not gone by any stretch yeah. of the and the way he's like i'm saving your reality douchebag i just yeah. i i love and just the two probably maybe arguably most egotistical characters in the entire mcu dr well, strange pre and- dr strange before he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. But he I still think he's still kind he's, of it's in there. Prick. I agree. I agree. I, agree. I don't. I, because I think that he him and Tony are very similar. Yes, they are. Characters, and yes. That's why they butt heads so hard. They're, and they're both smart, intelligent guys. And they're used to being the smartest guy in the room. And when they, you yeah. know, those egos, they maybe clash. they bring their ego out in each other. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a very good point, but they still have it to, to bring out. So I agree with you. I mean, I think it's still there. But at the beginning of this movie, it was who he was, was his ego. Oh, yeah. By the end of this, it comes out some, yes, with his sarcasm and the stuff he says. But he is not her whole thing. She said to him before she died, it's not about you. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And that, I mean, that's sobering for anybody. Correct. You're exactly right. Well, and I think that Tony also goes through that whole transformation. Yeah, for sure. Endgame. But we're not there yet. Did you guys catch the running joke throughout the movie? Um, no, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'm curious what it is. That they should really put the warnings before the spell. Yes. yes and- because they bring it up a couple times. And then there is at the end of the credits. Yeah, there's, that's what I was a- say. <laughs> there's a disclaimer that says, like, do not text and drive. At the end of the movie. <laughs> I love that so much. Yes. And Wong laughing too when he makes that joke right at the end of taking care of Dormammu. And he's just laughing and like, ah, it's so perfect. It is so perfect. Sorry. It is. It's really good. I enjoyed it. It kind of reminded, <clears throat> ooh, it kind of reminded me of uh, Drax. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Just a wonderful, wonderful movie. <laughs> One. Okay. Yeah. Before we finish, we have to talk about mm-hmm. the best scene of the movie. We haven't. I think talked we're ab- all going to be different on this. Yeah. What's your favorite scene of the movie? Okay. No. What's everyone else's favorite scene of the You're movie? You're the one that brought this up, sir. Nope. Nope. I want to go last. All right. Okay. My favorite scene is the one where she shows, like, when he finally believes, and they. I mean, he pushes through all of the different multiverses and like. Just crazy, weird, awesomeness. Oh, wait, no. That's... mm. Okay, that's my second favorite. My first favorite (laughs) is I really love the time loop. I like that. That was probably my favorite. I love that like in 2016, and I loved it again this time. The action where they're they're fighting through the rewind, basically. Or the the Dormammu. No, the the, the actual time loop where he's... I'm I'm here to bargain like that over and over again. That part that that part annoyed me because I was like, "How long are we going to do this?" I don't know. I I didn't get annoyed by it honestly. I enjoyed it very much because I I thought it was he was willing to do, and that was the whole point. I see what you're saying. It can get a little annoying. It did in 2016. It annoyed me. It did not this time. Correct. And I think that was to me in 2016. I was thinking, "Gosh, he's willing to take as long as it takes." And he even says that, like, "I'm here. You're stuck in eternity with me until." 
you, you know, and, and then I love, he's like, what do you want? He's like, I've come to bargain or something. It's just, it's really well written. I enjoyed that Dormammu. I've come to bargain a lot. Dormammu uh, looked amazing. Yes, by he the did. Way. Yes, he did. Did nobody else think he looked a little thanos No. With his ripple, ripple chin? Yeah. I thought his whole face was rippled, right? I didn't think it was just Yeah, his whole face was rippled. Yeah, I didn't see Thanos at all, to be honest. It was like if they... He wasn't in the movie. Thanos and... I don't know why I want to say Thanos. You might as well. I might might as well. If this is the episode to do it... I mean, if there's an episode to do it, this is the one. Oh, I will 100% do it in the future. Um, Tonkos. (laughs) What? Tonkos. Yeah. Yeah, Thanos. Um, it's like if Groot and Thanos had a baby. Dormammu? Yeah, that's what I thought. Never mind. So that's your favorite scene? I think so, yeah. Although now I feel like the right answer was when they were fighting through the rewind. This is your opinion, no. Emmy. There's no... Yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't have said favorite scene. Favorite action scene is what I meant. Well, because my favorite scene, if we're going to like, I never got to give you mine, but it's okay. Clint, yeah. keep going. Okay, no, go you, on. You Brandon. said you want no. to be last, but then you're going no. To if if me. we're going by like depth of a scene and weight of a scene, it was when when the ancient one dies and they're talking on the balcony. Yeah, that would be the best scene. I was I meant action scene. Oh, okay. Well, action scene would his tra- because my favorite scene is the ancient one passing um, because of the dialogue there. But if we're going by action scene, would you count him? getting like when he sits there and he gets blasted off for the first time after he drinks the tea and he's, you know, experiencing multi realms. No. You wouldn't count that as an action scene. No. Oh God. It was visually stunning. It, it was it visually. Great okay. From yeah, visually speaking, scene. that's my favorite as well. Um, action scene wise. Ooh, that, that scene when they're, they're, um, they've broken into the New York sanctorum and like they run out and they start in like all the kaleidoscopes they get trapped in the yeah, mirror. Yeah, dimension. exactly. The traffic and like it's folding on top That's of one. That's what I another. was, Oh, it's beautiful. It Absolutely. was the most visually stimulating scene of the whole the, movie. The, that's I feel my, like, cause it just kept going. So was that like, your favorite Whoa. action scene? That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Okay, the go action for it. scene was nuts. Yes, it was. I mean, honestly, they're all fantastic and they're all, they even are. though they're all like weird and like, intricate in the same realm i love that we picked all weird i love that we picked out three amazing scenes for three completely different reasons you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like that's just the depth of this movie it's wonderful it's absolutely wonderful and the rewind the fighting through a rewind was such a cool concept yes because they used it to their advantage Mm -hmm. and if you notice where he where where he ever wherever he focuses the time stone is what changes in time not just changes all the time because when he does the fruit, the rest of life isn't changing. Right. And yeah. And then in this scene, he did a spell just like he did with Dormammu that made everything go in reverse. So they stayed where they were at and fought through that. I just love how this movie kind of teaches you at like a smaller scale with the apple. And then later on kind of shows you with the bigger fight scene. Yes. Like I, I just thought it was a very clever way to, and it, yeah, sorry. That rewind scene's brutal. There's like a person with blood on the their heads busted open on the ground. Yeah. And Wong. And Wong sucks. is impaled. Yeah, and it sucks up the blood back into the person and shoots mm-hmm. them back in the car. Mm-hmm. Wonderful stuff. I I really enjoyed the the visuals of all the we rewind. Re- <laughs> Oh no. Wheel, 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 chicka, 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 slim shady. The sound of a cop car. <laughs> 
No, I I really enjoyed all of the the rewind stuff. Um, I had a slight issue that like in Groundhog's Day, uh, Bill Murray's character is the only one who knows he's in a time loop, and in this movie, obviously that's not the case. Like they didn't go with Groundhog's Day rules, but. I was able to suspend belief. Like, uh, Khaleesi, Kylie. Yeah, Kylie. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> yep. What is the real name? I can't. I Cassilius. Cassilius. Is it Cassilius or Kaisilius? It's Kaisilius. I roll. Anyway, like, he understands that he's in a time loop and comes out of it to fight. And like the other zealots, I think they call them. They call them like zealots like out. three no, times. But they weren't in the time loop. They not, used not, the time. Not, okay, I'm sorry. Not time loop. But they're, they're like part of the rewind. Oh, and they snap out of it. And like understand. And Dor- Dormammu even. They got Darth Mamu on their side. They realize they're on the dark side and they're using the dark powers. I was actually surprised you didn't say Dormammu in like 14 different ways yet. <laughs> like that was the one. I wanted to, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Darth, Darth Mamu fits very well. Do- Dormammu was definitely a, a really awesome. I don't know where to go. Sorry. I'm just trying to be like you guys and you guys give me these dull looks. Ding, like- ding Moomoo's, yeah, which yeah. would work with cow tipping. Def- <laughs> That's what we <laughs> You said we're young. <laughs> we lost him. We lost him. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> they caught me off guard. Have you ever actually? Yes. Have you really? Yes, I'm from the oh. country. I used to go camping, I, like, I, or not camping. I used to go to a camp, and like the older <laughs> counselors would be like, "It was like a camp. It was like by a, camping, like a, I meant like a, I haven't like camped." A, Didn't you uh, camp with us? Didn't you go to Harrison Bay with us a few times, Emmy? Or was that someone else? We used to camp all the time. Chaz, Will, myself. I thought you were there. Maybe you weren't. Oh yeah. Yeah, we used to. uh, We camped a couple times. I think you just pulled something that was deep in her brain out. Yeah, that was way in there. Yeah, it was. You gotta let go of the ego, Emmy. (laughs) Yeah, you can't about me. You camped before. It was fun. We used to just camp, and I remember we made a like we wouldn't stop laughing. (laughs) We just cut (laughs) up all night to the point where like we hear like leaves rustling and they're getting closer and closer, and it's like. (laughs) 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 And we're like, oh crap, what's happening? And it was literally like the like the camp ranger or something. He was like. I need you to shut up. You're keeping everyone else awake on the campgrounds. <laughs> I love that we went from Dormammu to cow tipping to camping. That's what we do on yeah. the MCU interview podcast. Oh, right. No, I used to I used to go to church camp, and the older counselors would be like, oh, yeah, well, when, once all the campers are asleep, we're going to go cow tipping. But, like, I, I worked at that camp for a long time and never, <laughs> ever tipped over a cow. Have you lived? Apparently not. This movie's all about like living your best life and getting rid of the ego. Hey, hey, okay. got one guys, shot. guys, go guys, guys, tip a cow. No, no, no. When quarantine ends, we're going to go tip cows together. <laughs> Let's do okay. This. I'm going to go protest you guys kept tipping cows because that kind of sounds like Clinton's whole thing when he wanted to flick the. <laughs> Excuse me. The, the lamb. He wanted to flick the lamb. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah, we should flick yeah, the lamb. That doesn't, Never mind. Yeah, I won't cow tip. Man. Now that you said that, I don't want to cow tip. It seems oh. like it's a cruel thing to do. Like yeah. a cow is a large animal. It probably takes them a lot to stand up. If you tip them over, like you're just giving them more work to do. On that note, uh, <laughs> Doctor, um, that's a wonderful Doctor Strange review. Clint, do you have anything else? 
Um, we could go snot punning as well. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. I don't either. I know. I know frog gigging. Oh. All right, guys, we're going to just keep going. All right. Well, that was Dr. What? What does it mean? Sorry. Emmy looks like she's going to lose her mind if we don't say what that means. Look, I need up. to know. Is it? Is it? Is it? I, I don't know. I don't either. That's because y'all ain't from the country. Well, I love how you're Googling it while you're. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, you're not telling us while you go on your phone. I so didn't have cable until I was 16. Um, I lived in a trailer till I was nine. It is. I looked it up to make sure it wasn't offensive because I wasn't trying to be offensive because I was told about it my whole life. Oh. So I wanted to make sure it wasn't offensive. Oh, okay. What is it? So snot punning is something that you, it's like a prank that's went on for a long time. And apparently from where I just Googled it, since the 1840s, where you make people think you're going to search for an animal called a snipe and you go out there and start hunting and you leave the person out there to wait for the snipe to show up. And there's not a such thing as an animal called a snipe. That is the wonderful. That is wonderful. All right. (laughs) Okay. Well, final thoughts on Dr. Strange, the movie, Um, you know, revisiting it. I think this was, I I love this episode. I know we went a little out of order, but uh, that's kind of the new MCU in review format is let's just have a discussion. And what better way to do it than a movie that's all about time? We were just all kinds of crazy here. So, you know, final thoughts. Uh, I I would say even after talking to you guys, I've enjoyed this movie even more. There's a lot of things I didn't catch. Clinton shed a lot of truth on a couple of topics. And I I think Doctor Strange visually is the most beautiful MCU movie um, from a trippy kaleidoscope, crazy dimension, open your mind, don't trust what you know kind of way um and uh just an, a lot of fun uh benesniff cumberlick is absolutely wonderful and i i really think he is a great great addition to the mcu the what he brings to infinity war later on is outstanding and i i cannot wait to see him in more um just more what's the word i'm looking for broader movies not, not <laughs> movies uh ensemble casts where he's not just the main focal point where he is around other characters like a tony stark or you know other i feel like multiverse of madison is gonna madison is gonna be like that yeah i think it's gonna be like that too <laughs> yeah it's gonna have a lot of different aspects it's gonna be right. i kind of like so i i cannot wait for multiverse of madness that is going to be wonderful especially with scarlet witch being involved it's gonna be amazing so more doctor strange please more with him surrounded by more mcu characters please uh cannot wait cannot wait and sam raimi directing it can't can't lie man i'm really really pumped for it i think it's gonna be awesome. i'm nervous about it i know but i'm pumped uh you know people are like he made spider-man 3 well he made spider-man 1 and 2 as well so that's all i'm gonna say sam raimi i i'm i'm pumped about that so dr strange thumbs up great time emmy what was your thoughts leaving dr strange i loved it i loved it the first time i loved it the second time i don't understand why i haven't seen this movie more often um I most of the CGI I feel like holds up. I still love the ending. Um, most of it was way over my head because I'm not tall enough to catch it like Drax is, but I'm okay with it. I am okay on this movie to suspend belief mm. for this for this one movie. One movie. Before we go to Clinton, real quick though, did you have any credits that you wanted to go over? I figured that we would go through the 
post or the mid and post credit scenes after maybe we give our final. Okay. Clinton, what's your final thoughts, sir? And then we'll go back to Emmy and then we'll close everything out. Yeah. I'm a little offended that I got interrupted by the end credits. Like mine don't matter. Like when you get to the end credits of a movie, you stop watching. So (laughs) let Amy do the end credits and then we'll let Clinton talk. I wasn't done. Oh, it's got real. (laughs) I'm going to GTFO out of here. Well, I'm sorry. Go for it, Amy. I, I, I talked to someone. I, I, I. I, 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 I sound like a seal. I, 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 uh, I <laughs> talked to someone recently who said that they had to stop watching MCU movies after Guardians of the Galaxy because he couldn't get on board with green people and he couldn't get on board with like the whole aliens and there being another dimension or like galaxy. And I was like, did you watch? Did you watch Doctor Strange? And he was like, oh yeah, that was a great movie. This is the weirdest movie, and I I love it for that. Having that conversation, it was just like, what are you even talking about? I'm not going to lie. That drives me up the app. I'm just going to shut my mouth. That is such a narrow... (sighs) I I hate that line of thinking. So off Brandon. Yes. I mean, honestly, like this one's the weirdest one out of them all. And you're just going to be like, oh, yeah. Two of my favorite MCU movies, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, It's because of them going beyond. You know what I mean? Like they don't care in Marvel. They're going to give you those characters. They're not going to try to ground it. If you stop you there, the fact the Guardians of the Galaxy renewed me almost like Avengers shot me into super fandom guardians of the galaxy i lost my mind over i thought that was just mm-hmm. that is one of my favorite movies not just in mcu but ever and the to stop there there's green people like that's the stupidest stupidest thing i've ever not, heard in my it, entire life. it wasn't just the green people. well like there's there's a galaxy out, out outer space. there's galaxies beyond our world yeah. what is this that's crazy that's such a stupid i'm sorry i'm gonna shut my mouth that just angers me so much because it's just the short-sighted stay on earth that's where we're at uh, okay you know maybe that's a lot of fun but it sounds really boring if i have to watch the same iron man and captain america movie 1500 times i want to be in space i want to be in the mystic arts i want to be I want to be on Titan and see Thanos and I want to see all these amazing spectacular adventures. If we stay on grounded earth, we're not going to get that. It's so short-sighted. I don't like it. I'd like him on the podcast so we can talk to him because I would really like to understand, Hey, what makes you so short-sighted? Sorry. Anyway, 100% not going to happen. Okay. I, I, I like that point because yeah, it is the Marvel cinematic universe, universe, not the Marvel cinematic earth. (laughs) Right. I, I'm and, sorry. I didn't mean to go off there. Sorry. No, that's cool. Because I mean, it, it was, it made my blood boil a little bit too. Um, my last point that I am going to make, and I'm really, I'm sorry that I interrupted Clinton for interrupting. Anyway, it was, it was interruption exception. Ben, uh, <laughs> Bender Wazzle, Clotter Hops, American accent is awesome. Just like Tom Holland's is. Agreed. Which is amazing because my British accent is crap. I'm done. Mike, Go ahead, Clinton. <laughs> Mic drop. Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> I no. knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie is just 
it was another groundbreaking step, like you guys said, for the MCU. It was something that they pulled off that I didn't know how they were going to pull off. And they take you to another world. It's like it's like two ends of a spectrum for this movie. They take you to an entirely different world, different dimensions, different multiverses, but it has some of the most grounded advice that any movie could have. So it takes you in a different place visually, a different place, but it also has the most basic human life lessons that anyone could learn. That it's not about you. It's not about your ego. Like everything works to get. I I just loved that concept of it because a lot of people will say some shit about it. It's I can't get into there are people that can't get into movies that are fantasy. That's true. But I you know, and they can't. But I love the way Marvel does it because they keep you still engaged with the um dialogue. Yes. And the yes. and they get you emotionally invested in these characters. Mm-hmm. And it's relatable. I just I, I love that. I, yeah, I just feel sorry for people that can't. And I don't, you're, you're right, Clinton. I just feel bad because you're limiting your, you know what I mean? Like so many amazing I just amazing don't think stories. they can get into it. I mean, I it's, it's just like like reading a book. I mean, some people don't like fiction books, yeah, period. But this whole series is fiction. I don't know. Either way. But for me. What? There is no Tony Stark. You know what I mean? It's just like uh, you can believe a man in a flying suit and a guy frozen on ice for 100% years. there is a Tony Stark. His name is Robert Downey Jr. And I love but him. My whole point, you can believe all that craziness, but uh, there's a green person right. in space? No. Yeah. Like, yeah, it I mean, just, that's it getting seems, a little. It just seems like picky. It seems like very picky. Yeah. Choose. I don't. And that's where I don't care for it. But yeah. I, did, I liked that aspect of him. I felt like it was a good, good, good origin story. Mm-hmm. It didn't yes. feel like an origin story. I was engaged the whole time. I enjoyed every step of the way um, because I love how they went into, we didn't just hear that he was a surgeon. We actually got to see him do a couple and then his arrogance and they just built it up very well and quick. I mean, the beginning of the movie before that happens is very quick, but it shows us what type of world he lives in in his head. Yeah. Wonderfully said. Wonderfully but said. I thought it was a great step forward for Marvel. Um, and they just, it was a big surprise because they just keep surprising with new things that you're like, what can they do now? Well, they're going to show you this aspect of. Right. And it universe. Really opened a multiverse of doors. No. Okay. Nothing. Yep. No, it's all good. Uh, (laughs) Emmy, before we head on out of here, do you have any uh, credits that you want to talk about? I want to talk about the mid credit scene and then we can talk about the credits and then we can talk about the post credit scene. Okay. What do you just a note in the middle of the podcast? This is this is like, okay. The mid credit scene that was with Thor, right? Uh huh. And Thor, that's what I was talking about earlier in the podcast. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. I thought I saw Stephen Strange almost in another completely dynamic. I thought he was more air. He just seemed more self-assured. I thought him interacting with the God of thunder, he Mm -hmm. held his own and I thought it was absolutely wonderful. I, I, what'd you think of it? I completely agree. And I'm not really sure why I thought this was going to be a standalone film, especially like I completely forgot that this was in there. Wow. Yeah. But like, it's straight up a scene from Thor Ragnarok, which sure is. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was, I was really excited for that. I agree. I agree. Um, 
So do we want to do the credits now or the very end credits and then go back to the credit names? I'll do the credits now. Okay. Okay. I wasn't trying to rush you. I was just curious which one you want to do first. Did you get any credits? I got one. I was really disappointed. I don't know if I just completely missed everything, but I I didn't get nearly as much as I normally do. I got one and it wasn't even that good. It was, it was, uh, it was, this was, this was a hard one. I only have three plus one. Who's back again, again. Yeah. Mine was one and, uh, it was just, okay. I'm just going to preface it. It really wasn't good. Um, so it was the sales executive uh, for Marvel Studios, which was Morning Star Shot. Um, okay, Morning Star Shot, and it was shot S C H O T T, and it was like, okay, cool, sales executive, Morning Star Shot. I wish that was my name, Morning Star Shot, but that was it. That's all I have. So, Amy, I'll go to you for the other four. You know, I will say I like that because Morning Star is a brand that makes uh, meatless vegetarian options like they make meatless meat um not like the beyond burger (laughs) oh my gosh morningstar is an amazing company not i'm not being paid by them but if you want to reach out but like their sausage patties are the best thing since an actual sausage patty (laughs) (laughs) their their bacon looks like begging strips but it is fantastic love it anyway sounds wonderful yeah check out morningstar um okay I, like I said, this was a rough one. So I have three, but guess who's back again, again, Brad Semenoff. Oh, Brad Semenoff. That was the guy I wrote down. Oh, that's awesome. Keeps coming back. Keeps coming it's, back. It's hard to get Brad Semenoff. <laughs> I, it would be a great name. I'm going to reach out to Brad Semenoff and see, can we make official fan club t-shirts? And I'm going to wear one if we can. So let's keep, yeah, yeah, keep going. Okay. Um, We also had our concept artist uh, whose name was Jack Dudman. You know, I don't think this one was a dud. Oh, (laughs) that's probably the worst name you've picked. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Thank you. Sorry, dude, with that name. Thank you yeah. for what you brought us, but your name sucks. We have a technical projects coordinator whose name is L- Luke Moorcock. Yeah. <laughs> right. Clinton's like, he got really close to the mic. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our digital artist, yes. who I assume has to be related to Doug. Her name is Hamza Butt. Nice. Hamza Butt? Hamza Butt. Keep, you, keep your but hams off of the I, butt. I keep reading it. Hasma butt. <laughs> I like ha- hasma butt. I like Hamza. I like hasma. <laughs> okay. Either way. Um, you know, we did have a couple more. Um, for Dr. Strange, we had Bone Dump Crunkle Pack. <laughs> um, also playing Stephen Strange, Benadong Cockwaffle. <laughs> <laughs> Also playing Stephen Strange, we had Ben Dong. Oh no, I just read that one. Benedict Crumplepork. Um, also playing Stephen Strange, Benedict Bumblebutt. And also playing Stephen Strange was Cadbury Pringles Batch. Uh, I just want to. Can I just play the credits right there? Because I don't know any way to end it better than that. I might well, we also it. had. Playing Stephen Strange. Oh, a barrel, barrel comes, come satchel. 
Um, the last thing I'll say is that broken hands lead to open minds. Wonderfully said, Clinton. Thank you. Sincerely, I have to say, I love you. I think that you did a fantastic job working on this movie. All jokes aside, thank you so much for doing such a great portrayal of Dr. Strange, Mini Six Humblebrag. 